Radio Pulpit, 657 AM, your daily companion. Didiro on 657 AM, right here on Radio Pulpit, your daily companion. And this uh, Thursday afternoon, it's a Thursday afternoon on 657 AM and everywhere else, of course. <laughs> uh, let go of me. That is the Didiro right here on 657 AM, Radio Pulpit, your daily companion. We get straight into our chat, courtesy of Dr. Julius Mangotumbu. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Dr. Julius. How are you doing? I'm well. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Always definitely happy to have your smile this day (laughs) and the blessing (laughs) of really sharing with the people of God. You know, it's a delight to always bring the word to the people. Amen. Let's get straight into... The Word of God, it is part two of what we started last week. Pray yeah, I, I and think never it's, give up. Yeah, definitely. Always always pray and don't give up. You know, last week I just had an, an experience I shared with you of uh, one of the listeners who followed the program and, and drove, you know, three hours or more to, to just come and for us just to have some time to pray, you know, uh, by my office. Uh, I, I so much, you know, cherished his his sacrifice and was a man of God. So I, I just want to say, Paul, I, I do believe that uh, what what we're doing and what God is doing, I want to believe. Let me put it that way: what God is doing is really great on the platform and through the platform of uh, radio pulpits, because uh, th- there are many people there. Even pastors are not excluded from the very challenges that life places upon them uh, and the weight, you know, of the very exuberant situations that surround us, the reality of our very challenges in this life necessitate us just to hold somebody's hand and walk, you know, prayerfully with them as well. And I'm praying this day that if, if you're going through a challenge in your life, Please do open up and confide to somebody. And be open also, uh, brother in the Lord, sister in the Lord, to pray with someone, especially during this very moment of uh, our realities where we leave you on earth. We need one another. The Bible says, iron sharpened iron. So one man must sharpen the other. So uh, I'm bringing the, the B part of what we started last week on the subject always pray don't give up and uh passage of consideration uh, our pericope comes from luke 18 1 to 8 luke 18 1 to 8 it says then jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up he said in a certain town there was a judge who neither feared god nor cared what people thought And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with a plea, Grant me justice against my adversary. For for some time he refused. But finally he said to himself, Even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she wouldn't eventually come and attack me. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust George says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? 
I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? You know, the very context of this parable, and I said a parable is a simple story used to illustrate a moral or spiritual lesson as told in the, the Gospels, you know, by our Lord Jesus. He used a lot of parables, which if you read the Amplified Version, it replaces the word parable with illustrations. And I'd mentioned last time that for those last year who had gone through our expository teaching or preaching class, there are three key components to every preaching and teaching if you want to do it expositorily. And the first component is your explanation. The second component is your illustration. And the third component is your application. Illustration is very important because illustration throws more light to your explanation. The most important is your explanation. But illustration is a little bit of a picturistic, you know, inside of what your explanation is trying to highlight. And that's what our Lord Jesus Christ wanted to bring out, you know, in the very urgency and the expediency of prayer. We need to pray. Men ought always to pray and not to give up. But do we find ourselves sometimes in positions where we have prayed so much and we give up? Especially when our prayers are not answered within the time frame of our expectation or anticipation. Mm -hmm. Have we been in a place where we have prayed so long but yet we are still at the very end of that waiting you know, phone call, and we're just trusting God that this this might just be the time when God will step in. But one thing we forget is that when we pray, God works in His time. Because our, our timing definitely sometimes does not align with God's timing. And so I think, I think the recommendation which we must be able to decipher when we're praying is, are we praying primarily in God's will? Number two, are we expectant of God's answer or response in God's time? Because definitely God does not walk within the very chronos of our time. He walks in his kairos, God's appointed time. But yet we, we get an insight, and I shared with you last week the four realities about prayer. And uh, I submitted to you that, number one, uh, prayer translates our dependence on God. If you don't pray, you are in one way or other inadvertently, you are communicating a message to say, Father, I, I don't need you. I can do it by myself. But if you go to the place of prayer, which is a privileged position God has given us to be able to meet him for divine intervention, it's a translation that we depend on God. The Bible says in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit or acknowledge him and he will do what? He will direct your path. And so if you want to get into God's will, if you want to see God answer your prayers, there's one thing you have to do. Your prayer life translates your trust in the Lord, your dependency on God, your your reliability on God. But the Bible says also in Proverbs 16 verse verse 9, Proverbs 16 verse 9, the Bible says, In their hearts humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. You know, one thing I love 
is that God takes care of our steps. God leads each step of the way because if God had allowed us to establish our steps, then we would have been so much in trouble. But God book comes in to establish our steps, depending even, not not notwithstanding even the desires of our hearts, the plans of our hearts, but God makes sure that he takes the very strategic component of our lives that be establishing our steps. So number one, I said prayer is our dependence on God, but number two, prayer should be a lifestyle. Prayer should be a lifestyle. It's, it's what we call the spirit of prayer or the habit of prayer. So I said prayer is not a posture. Uh, to, to have and definitely establish a posture of prayer is not bad. You can stand up to pray. You can kneel down to pray. You can prostrate to pray. You can lift up your hands. There are many postures, but prayer is not so much the posture of your very person. It's the disposition of your heart. And I just had a servant of God visit me this this morning before I came in for, for this slot. And he was asking me, what do you mean by disposition? And I said, disposition is a state of your heart. Is is the validity of your heart? Is the sincerity of your heart? You you remember Samuel being sent, you know, to identify the next king in Israel, and God rebukes him in saying, "Look, you you are looking at the outward appearance, but I'm looking at the heart." So when you come to God in prayer, what is material, what is informative, what is very instructive is your heart, the disposition of your heart. What's the state of your heart? Number one, have you been in a place of forgiveness? Have you been in a place of forgiveness? If you come to the Lord in prayer, I'm talking to somebody now, you've been keeping some grudges. You've been living in bitterness. Somebody has hurt you. I don't know to whom I'm talking to, but you've been living in bitterness. You've been living in pain. And you've really been hurt. I'm asking you, go to the Lord and by his mercy, may he heal your heart and may you also forgive that person. In fact, the Bible says, forgive us what our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. So, so prayer is not so much of your posture, but prayer is much more of the disposition of your heart. You must come to the Lord with a contrite heart, with a broken heart, and make sure that the Lord sees not your outward appearance, but the sincerity of your heart. So prayer is not only a dependency on God, but it also should be a lifestyle. First Thessalonians 5.17 says, pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Which means that you're going out of your house, you ought to pray. Which means that you get to your office, you ought to pray. Which means that you 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 even walking, you know, it's it's not a place where you, you define the prayer, but it is the move of God in your life. As you're driving, by no means am I, am I saying somebody should be driving with your eyes closed. But even when you're driving in that very state, you can still be communicating with God. You can still be meditating on the goodness of God. You can be putting a song. You can put a song while you're driving and you, you, you just celebrate the goodness of God. That's a prayer mood. That's a prayer prayerful disposition of your heart. But number three, we said prayer is also hard work. Prayer is not only depending on God. It's not only a lifestyle, but prayer is also hard work. 
That, that's why we have from this passage of scripture, it says, and do not lose heart, do not give up. Why? Why this admonition? This admonition comes because for sure on put, there are people who give up <laughs> when they pray. When you've prayed so much and you don't get answers to your prayers, especially when you've put a time frame for God to answer and God wouldn't come within the very space of that time frame. Some of us get discouraged. I don't know to whom I'm talking to. I, I don't know to whom I'm really communicating to this afternoon. I'm talking to somebody who's been praying for something for quite a long time and you're nearly giving up. And I've come to tell you, pray and not give up. Please pray. Hold on to Jesus. Trust him. Believe him. Prayer is hard work because it needs you to be persistent. It needs you to be persistent. Uh, this, this, this drives us maybe to the fourth point, which I mentioned last week. I said prayer is a weapon of warfare. It's a weapon of warfare. You know, if you read Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, it talks of we wrestle not against, against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Second Corinthians 10 and verse 4 says for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through god to the pulling down of stronghold so prayer gives the very avenue of divine intervention even in the midst of spiritual warfare in your life god intervenes but i've come to 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 conclude on this part and my submission is this let's let's get the transitional question so what does it mean to pray always and not to give up. Number one, write this down. I'm giving you three Ps. Number one, it means to be persistent. To be persistent. God wants us to be what? To be persistent. And to be persistent, just like this widow was persistent in this very case, which is given as a parable, persistency means, persistency doesn't mean repetition. It doesn't mean repetition. Let me tell you. It doesn't mean repetition. It doesn't mean insisting on having your way. You know, because but that's what comes our way time and again. You know, we, we, we seem to pray in such a way that we want to order God to do it. We want to uh, order the Holy Spirit. I've heard some people, but permit me, but I have a lot of reservations for this. When people use the word, I place a demand. <laughs> I have a lot of reservation. Because none of us can force God, manipulate God to answer our prayers. God has given us a privileged position to come before his throne of grace, not because he wouldn't answer our prayer, but he wants to see the level of our dependence on him. Trusting God to the end in line with his will and purpose over your life. You know, persistency in prayer means trusting God that he will bring a result in your life based of, on your prayer in line with his will and his purpose to the end that his name is glorified. Can I repeat this again? To be persistent means trusting God that he will bring a result in your life in accordance with his will and his purposes to the end that his name is glorified. That's what translates to persistency. Persistency is not repetition. It's not insisting on your way. It's not forcing on manipulating God to answer your 
prayer, but is trusting God that in his time, in his will, and according to the purposes that he has for your life, he will bring an end result which will give him all the glory and all the honor. Psalm 42 verse 1 says, you know, as the deer panted for water, so I long after you. So to be persistent means to, to have a desire and put, to spend quality time with God. To be persistent means I, I need more of God in my life than even the blessings that God, God brings in my life. Because, you know, sometimes we, we long for the blessings and we use it as a disguise to mean that we long for God. No, persistency means I long for God more than even the blessings. Father, I desire to be where your glory dwells. I'm talking to a pastor now. You've been running around. I'm talking to a man of God. You've been running. God wants you in the place of intimacy with you. Persistency means, Lord, I need you. I trust you. I depend on you. And we need to have that disposition of heart. Your determination to worship God, to serve God, even after the breakthroughs in your life. Because some of us, when we receive the breakthrough, then our prayer life starts diminishing. Our prayer life starts dwindling. Our prayer life gets compromised. It means your heart was after the blessing and not after the God who gives the blessing. And so I've come to tell somebody now, let your worship, let your praise, let your service not be determined by the answer to your prayer. In fact, when God answers your prayer, may you top up your service, your worship. And even if it doesn't come at the appointed time, continue worshiping God. Continue serving God. Continue magnifying God. So number one, P, what does it mean to pray always and not to give up is to be persistent but number two is to be purposeful write this down it's not only to be persistent but is to be purposeful and purposeful means why do you need this what's the purpose of you praying you know james 4 verse 3 james 4 verse 3 if you are writing this down before we round up when you ask you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. I repeat it again, James 4 verse 3, James 4 verse 3, James 4 verse 3 says, When you ask, you do not receive, because you ask with wrong motives, that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. So what, what drives the intention? What drives the agenda of your prayer? Are you praying for self-gratification? Are you praying to get that new BMW, that new Mercedes-Benz, so that you can showcase or compete with somebody? Then that's a wrong motive. That's a wrong motive. Your intention should be to glorify God. Your intention should be to advance God's kingdom. Your intention should be to change the lives of people. So God reads the intention of your prayer. God sees your heart's intention. Number two is to be purposeful. Number one was to be persistent. But let's conclude with the very question again. What does it mean to pray always and not to give up? The third P is to be in the mode of praiseworthiness. So you, 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 you having this result from God to give him all the glory. You should have an attitude of praise. 
your heart should have an inclination of praiseworthiness to give him all the glory and all the honor will the very fact of god answering your prayer give you the avenue to glorify god with what you do the very things that you do will they bring glory to god you know I'm poor. I, I do business consultancy in my legal practice i i do uh business consultancy and I've put some benchmark uh, over my own life, standards I put in terms of business. And I shared this with you. One thing I've put, you might get a word today if you're following me as a Christian businessman. I always tell each and every Christian businessman, if ever your testimony is not testifiable, then pull out from that business. <laughs> if your testimony is not testifiable and by testifiability i mean giving god glory so you can't come to church and say i have a testimony to give you can't imagine i just bought a lot of cigarettes today to sell <laughs> i don't believe that's a testimony which definitely would glorify god and definitely i'm not coming on those who, who are selling but i'm talking especially to christians maybe god will give you a better business than really that which would destroy people's lives and any business which does not have integrity any prayer that does not weigh on god's integrity anything you do that does not have the inclination to give god glory and to prove sanctification transparency integrity right motive please don't testify because god wants you to give him all the glory so i think paul that's what really gets us today those are the the few nuggets i wanted to share with with the people of god because god will answer your prayer god will definitely answer your prayer if your heart longs after him and not after the things that he gives if ever you are purposeful if ever definitely your purpose is right and lastly if you aim to give him glory he will answer your prayer in his time let me pray for somebody as we close father i pray for my brother and sister especially those who have gone so far from their war room, prayer room, quality time with you, and they've been so busy with the things of the world, I pray this day that they will get back to you. They will get back to the place of prayer, to the place, oh God, of persistent prayer, purposeful prayer, and prayer that will give you all praise and glory. Change the life of a sister. She was praying once more, but she's declining in her prayer life. I pray that the fire in her prayer closet will come new again that you draw us oh god back to the place of worship back to the place of prayer back to the place of waiting upon the lord where you renew our strength and we mount up with wings like eagles who run and grow not weary we walk and not faint let that be the testimony of somebody even this year as we give you all the glory and all the honor in jesus name we pray amen Amen and amen. Thank you so much, Pastor. I really, really appreciate it. Bless your heart. Thank you for those wonderful words of encouragement. How do we get a hold of you on social media or any other platform? On Facebook, um, Julio Mangot. On Instagram, I'm Julio Mangot. On WhatsApp, if you definitely want to have the notes of today, or definitely you just want to call for us to pray with you, my number's on WhatsApp, 067 repeat, Zero six seven one five four zero six nine four. God bless you.
God bless you too. Thank you, Pastor. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Here's Omega Kuno featuring Dumi on this one. Guna Pagati leading us to the news top of the hour. We are here 24 hours a day with the message of hope, faith, and love on 657 AM. Do you need prayer? WhatsApp your name and your prayer request to 082-657-2729 and our care center will gladly contact you to pray for you. Tune in to Radio Pulpit on 657 AM for reliable Christian talk radio at its best. Find your daily dose of Christ-centered motivation and encouragement on Radio Pulpit 657. Download our app now. Tune in to radiopulpit.co.za or find us on DSTV Audio 882 and OpenView 607. Radio Pulpit, your daily companion for more than 40 years, brings a relevant moral alternative to 400,000 listeners in a variety of South African languages. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter and download our podcasts today. You and 657 AM and Life, a winning team on the road to eternity.